Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. If this is your first time, I'm so glad that you're here. If you have been listening for a while, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And today I'm excited to dive into a topic about motherhood comparison because I was reminded this week of how often we compare ourselves to other moms, especially these days. It's much easier, right? It's at our fingertips 24-7. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So first of all, I struggle with this just like every other person does. And It was especially in those deep moments of like overwhelm and challenge and you get to a place, if you've ever been there, when you're struggling with, you know, some intense behaviors where you question yourself, like, did I cause this? Is this something that I created? Is it because of like my own DNA, (laughs) my, the way I've parented, it's easy to also get into the mode of feeling sorry for yourself. Like, this feels so overwhelming. I can't believe I have to deal with this. Or, like, why do I have to deal with this? Why is this my struggle? And we can just really easily feel self-conscious and judged, especially if we're experiencing the behaviors with our kids in environments where we're with other people, our friends, family even, people we don't know. It can be really hard not to feel judged or compare yourself, especially when there's other kids around and they aren't acting the same way. And this was something that I talked a lot about. So if you've heard me talk about on the podcast before, the behavior blueprint, um, just wanting to help encourage you and empower you and equip you with strategies to feel confident in motherhood and to dealing with the behaviors that you're encountering. I did that, Um, you know, back when we were doing daycare or I was doing daycare because I didn't know what else to do. And one of the things that came up was, well, they don't like they're not going to understand or they don't see this or I'm feeling self-conscious about this behavior or or whatever the case was. And what my coach said and what I share with people is that we don't see it from other people and that doesn't mean that it's not there we just aren't seeing it and that can be really hard there's kids that don't struggle with some of the deep behavior that I have encountered with my own children maybe you've encountered with your own children it maybe isn't as challenging for them But to that, I would say, is that because the parents aren't working really hard 
on emotional awareness and allowing their children to feel? Is that because they are choosing punishment, maybe because they really want to or because they don't know about connection? Because I'm choosing connection. And that can look really messy in the moment. It can be really intense because you're supporting your child through feelings, through behaviors. You're not stopping it. And so that's some of the things that we need to think about when we're starting to compare. Okay, well, our kids generally feel most comfortable when they're at home. Sometimes they can't continue to control it because they are so overwhelmed, it flows out. But that's likely why we're not seeing it from the kids we're around, right? They're not in their most comfortable comfortable environment. Maybe they were bribed or threatened, you know, if you don't behave, you're not going to get this or I'm going to take this away or something. We don't see the whole picture. And so when you start to feel com- yourself comparing, whether it's your motherhood or your child's behavior to somebody else, I want you to think about that. And then I wanted to just give you a few reasons why you should continue the course when you are looking around and saying, well, she doesn't have to deal with that behavior or her child doesn't experience behaviors or they never behave like mine do or they always listen to everything that their mom tells them to do and why can't my kids do that and how does she get her kids to listen? Like I mentioned before, we don't know the whole picture. It could be because they're utilizing deep punishments, bribing. We don't know. But the reason that we want to continue the course with some of these connection-focused strategies, even though it can feel especially hard because society does not promote it, right? It's becoming more popular. People are becoming more aware of it and seeing the research behind the connection and the need for connection versus some of the other styles. But it's still hard to go against the grain, whether that's differences in parenting with from family members or your own parents or friends, and just wondering, how do I get my kids to be like their kids, thinking that what we're seeing is their reality? And one, it's not. All kids have behaviors, and that's normal. And we need to remind ourselves that our kids should have behavior. That is a developmentally normal skill. It's how they're learning and integrating all the things that they come in contact with. It's they're learning their voice. They're learning that they can have some control and they're trying to test it and figure it out. But they're also learning self-regulation. They are truly learning to understand their emotions and be aware of them and process through big feelings because everybody has big feelings. It's just whether or not we're willing to share them and process through them and heal them or whether we're going to keep them in. And so why continue the course? First reason is because it's helping with your child's emotional regulation. Something that I've been thinking a lot about lately is that so often we choose to do things that feel easiest and quickest in the moment when in reality we're creating more work for ourselves down the line. So I'm going to give you an example. When our child is whining a lot or we say they can't have something and then there's lots of, you know, backlash and then we give in, that might feel easier in the moment. But in the long term, you are going to have a lot more work to undo the reinforcement that you are having in that situation. And so 
just really thinking about like, what is my goal here? What is my desire? And remembering that the connection strategies that you're using, while it might not seem like it's getting you the perfect behavior, because it's not going to look that way. It's going to look messy because we're allowing feelings and that's the goal. And allowing feelings is going to help your child with emotional regulation because they're allowed to have their feelings. They're allowed to learn that feelings are okay and normal and learning how to actually handle them. And they're learning the co-regulation from you for staying controlled, if you can. Number two, because likely it's aligned with your desires and values and the intuition you were given. You know, God gave you this child for a reason. And it's really easy to try to find all the solutions and research every single thing and, you know, try all the things. But what is in your heart? How is it in your heart to parent? Remind yourself of that pray about it. Number three, remind yourself that we don't get to see fruit immediately. I know that's really hard because we're used to instant gratification all the time, constantly. And we're being trained to need it more and more and more and faster and faster and faster. And that's really challenging because even with a child who you might say doesn't have as much intense behavior, they are still going to have the same behavior lots of times, even if you're consistent with whatever strategies you're using, because that's the nature of children. (laughs) They're learning and it doesn't, a lot of times it takes more than one or two or three or 10 times to learn. So consistency is key here. Find what feels good to you and stick with it. And number four, Connection transcends every area of life, even impulse control. So I wanted to share a quick story because I think it's so powerful and a great reminder to us that connection really is the thing that's missing. Yes, there are lots of, you know, there's sensory strategies and calming strategies and they all have their place. And depending on where your child is with those things, those might need to be a focus. But at the root of every single thing, when you look at all the like branches from the tree and you come back to the base of the tree, there's connection. And if we don't have connection strategies consistently implemented, if we don't have a plan, if we're just winging it and like here we'll do something and maybe there we'll do something, but it's kind of just thrown by the wayside, you're going to see an effect across all areas of life. When you get back to the root of connection and you focus on it, you are going to see a change with everything. And I was talking about impulse control, so I want to share an example in case, you know, so you can maybe observe this or think about it in your own parenting. So if you've listened to the podcast before, our story is, there's been a lot of aggression and that has been hard for me because aggression aggressive behavior is like one of my biggest triggers and I have come to figure out why that is and you know kind of work through that a little bit but it's still something that can be a challenge and I have noticed that in the moments where there is more disconnection 
when I reflect back on the situation, there's less impulse control and less ability to control the aggressive behaviors. So that's why you might see inconsistencies. Some days your child's hitting, some days your child's biting, some days they're not. Some days everything is great. And that is because those days they might feel more connected to you. And the other days they're lacking it. Because then when I focus on connection and I reflect back and realize, oh, today we had a lot of connection or there was special time or whatever the case might be, I can observe my oldest restraining himself from hitting or pushing when he's upset from his little brother. He might just hold out his arms to keep his little brother away or he's able to come to me and say, like, he's taking this or I need help. And that the only difference, the only difference is that there has been more connection. So I hope that this was encouraging to you. I know it's a struggle a lot of the time, especially when you're experiencing and you're like in the midst of challenging behaviors and you can't quite figure out what to do. And I just really want to remind you that every mother goes through this. There might be different levels, but there's always behavior. There is not one child that does not have behavior. And if you don't see behavior from a child, remind yourself that that doesn't mean everything is perfect. That quite very well might be the exact opposite. That child doesn't feel safe sharing their feelings. That child doesn't know how to regulate their emotions. That child doesn't know how to regulate their feelings. So later on, when they get into relationships, you know, that's where we're going to see the fruit of what we're doing now. So continue on the path, even when it feels hard. And I promise, promise, promise you, the fruit will come, but you have to be consistent with connection. So if you're having trouble with that, I do have an episode on creating a connection plan. I think that's really important so that, and it's not even that you have to write down every single thing you're going to do, but just like you plan out meals, right? Your kids are going to eat. You're going to eat. Otherwise, you won't survive. We need to plan out connection because it is a basic need just like food. And we need to be planning for it because otherwise our days go by and we get to the end of the day and we're like, oh, we didn't really spend any time connecting. And I think that's a lot of times where the mom guilt can come in because when we're not connected, there's more behavior. We get more easily frustrated or triggered ourselves that we might do something we don't really want to do. Maybe we're yelling or punishing and then at the end of the day, we're feeling guilty about it. And so when we can really just plan for connection, it goes so much better. There's a lot less guilt involved and there's a lot less behavior. So go check out that episode. I'll put, I'll put the um, link in the show notes. There's also an episode on some really simple ways to provide connection that don't take a lot of time and that are things you're already doing, but you could maybe just shift something a little bit. And if you are really struggling with behaviors, I have been there, which is why I love to do one-on-one coaching sessions because I know, <laughs> I know what you're feeling like. I have been in the trenches, overwhelmed, stressed out, not having any idea how to fix what was going on, feeling like I was all alone. And I really just want to come alongside you 
and guide you on this journey because there's so much joy and blessing and freedom that comes when you know how to implement these strategies in a way that fits your family and your needs and your child's needs. And it's just like there's so much joy when you experience a time when that used to be, you know, there used to be behavior there or like sibling rivalry and they're suddenly playing together or asking to play with each other. And you're just like, oh, this is what I've been wanting. You can have that and I would love to help you. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to all the details of what that looks like. And if you have any interest, um, let's book a call and connect and let's do it together. I'll talk to you later. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.